Gospel Message. Today's Gospel Message is titled, Oneness. The biggest thing plaguing the world today, in this present day, is division. If you look around, on every level, there is division. If you look at our political climate, there is division. And the division in our political climate now trickles into every single aspect of life. You have those who are opposed due to parties, presidential, gubernatorial, mayoral. From one candidate to another, there is division, which now leads to behaviors such as the insurrection that we saw on the Capitol a few uh, months ago. There is division in courthouses about verdicts, about actions, about punishment or the lack thereof. There is division in churches. There is division when it comes to leadership on so many levels. And it leads to this vitriol and anger and spiteful behavior and vengeful behavior. There is division when it comes to COVID-19. Those who believe it exists and those who believe it is a hoax. Those who want to take the vaccine and the anti-vaxxers and they are standing on opposite sides of the street with placards raised and voices raised, yelling and spewing insults one to another. There is so much division. Within the church, there is division on leadership. There is division on doctrine and how to practice doctrine. There is division everywhere. And the author of this division is Satan. God is not an author of division. Even though Jesus did say that his very presence will cause division because it will highlight those who are for him and those who are not for him. And those who are not for him will automatically be incensed against those who are for him. So though he is not the author of division, because he is light, because he is truth, his very light and truth will cause those who are against him to divide from those who are for him. But the author of division in its truest form, in the purpose of division, in the one who feeds off of division, the one who takes delight in division, is the enemy. And the enemy uses division to cause chaos. He uses chaos to cause unrest or the absence of peace. And this is what he thrives on. The absence of peace, the absence of togetherness, the absence of unity. These are all trademark of the devil. But Jesus, when it comes to those who are his own, when it comes to his children, when it comes to his followers, when it comes to his disciples. He did not advocate division. If anything, he advocated 
oneness. In John chapter 17, when Jesus was praying for his disciples, praying to God, to the Father, for his disciples, for his followers, he was highlighting his relationship with the Father and the Son. And speaking of the oneness that exists in the body of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In John 10.10, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. No division, no seams. It is a seamless, fluid relationship. It is interdependent. It is interfunctional. The relationship between the Father and the Son. And then Jesus told us that when he now went to heaven, after having lived on this earth, he said the Father will send us the Comforter. The Comforter will come from the Father, meaning also a part of the Father. So that is that seamless relationship between God the Father, who is the I Am, who is the everlasting God, then God the Son, who is Emmanuel, God with us. And then God, the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter, God in us, the indwelling Holy Spirit. So this is the unity that Jesus used as his example when he prayed for us in John 17. And from verse 15 of that John 17, he said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, so that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Meaning, Jesus said he sanctified himself, so that when we who receive him, receive his life into ourselves, we may now also be sanctified through the truth because Jesus Christ dwells within us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. For them also is you and I. The ones he was praying for in that particular passage were his disciples who were with him, the eleven, because Judas was no longer with them. So he was praying for the eleven, but he now went further to say, all those that my disciples, whom I have sent out into the world to preach the gospel, all those who will receive me through them, I pray this prayer for them also in advance for gener for 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 lives and generations to come i pray this prayer also for them that they may all be one verse 21 that they may all be one as thou the father art in me and i in thee remember that john 10:10 10, 10, i and my father are one that they also may be one as thou, the Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Verse 22, And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be perfect in one, 
and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. This is the message. This is the oneness that Jesus Christ speaks of. And he uses the example of himself and the Father and the Holy Spirit. That seamless relationship, a relationship without boundaries, a relationship without borders, a relationship without division. That is the relationship he uses as an example when he prays to the Father on our behalf, saying he prays that we, the church, we, the believers, we, those who receive him, may be one. That the division that Satan so desperately needs in order to work his work of iniquity, that division that Satan is so desperately dependent upon, that his wickedness may go forth, that his evil may go forth, it can only go forth when there is strife, when there is division, when there is the absence of unity. That is what the devil strives for. And that is what the devil is dependent on. But we, who are the followers of Christ, who are the true disciples of Jesus Christ, Jesus wills that we might be one. So this oneness, coming together without boundaries, coming together without borders, coming together without disunity, is absolutely crucial for us to continue to do the work of God for us to continue to live the will of God. It's also that same unity that was spoken of in Ephesians chapter 4, when Jesus was talking about the spiritual gifts that he had given us. And in verse 11 of that Ephesians 4, he says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slates of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Jesus talked here that till we come to the unity of faith, the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. This perfect man is not attained by one individual sitting at the east, another on the west, another on the north, another on the south. This perfect man is attained by us coming into the unity of the faith of the Son of God, us coming together for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. When we come together with our spiritual gifts that have been given to us by God himself, and in the working of these spiritual gifts, we edify one another. We build one another up. We lift up one another up. When one is falling, we lift up. When one is erring, we correct in love. 
This is the unifying of the body of Christ. This is the attainment of the perfect man. This is the oneness in Christ that God so desperately seeks from us. Christianity is perfected by oneness. The kingdom of perfect the kingdom of perdition is perfected by division. The kingdom of God is perfected in oneness. The kingdom of perdition, the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of this world is perfected in division. When there is strife, when there is division, when there is hatred, when there is malice, when there is war, this one killing this one, this one attacking this one, this one hating this one, when that is the dominant theme, then the kingdom of perdition is multiplying. The kingdom of perdition is getting stronger because it thrives, it feeds on division. But when there is love, when there is joy, when there is peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, when there is unity, when there is support, when there is the lifting up, when there is hope and the giving of hope, then the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is multiplying. Let us, children of God, the followers of Christ, let us work towards oneness, the oneness that is of Jesus Christ. Let us work towards that oneness. Let us work towards the giving up, the turning away of all those things that divide us. Let us turn towards the putting away of all those things that are contrary to the will of God in Christ Jesus. Let us put off all the things that are associated with our old life, with the old man, with those things that are associated with deceit and lust and division and turn instead to the putting on of the new man and those things that are associated with righteousness, with the fruit of the Spirit, with the Word and the will of God. These are the things that we have to turn to. These are the things that we have to receive the life of Christ in. Because he said, I have sanctified myself that they might be sanctified through me in the truth when we receive christ jesus into our lives and we receive him unto the transforming of our lives then we receive his sanctification we receive the truth of christ made manifest in us the truth of christ is the will of god is the things of god those things that are pleasing to god when God says, do this and don't do this, and we receive it with joy, we receive it with assurance, we receive it with promise, because we know in doing this, in living this, in being this, 
our very lives are pleasing to God. So let us, followers of Christ, let us, church of God, seek that oneness that Jesus Christ also seeks for us, that we may be one as he and the Father are one. Because if we are one, and when we are one, then we, the church, the body of Christ, together will now attain that perfect man with Christ as our head and all that we are and all that we do will be pleasing to our Heavenly Father. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.